0: leaning into this um, to the idea of dreaming and um, I want to uh, I want to talk about something I think is important when we talk about dreams and I'm not a dream interpreter, don't start emailing me your dreams saying what does this mean I'm going to say you ate cabbage last night and your stomach's all tore up but I do think it's important if you if you want to have godly dreams, then there's a couple parameters I think we need to follow through on, and we need to make sure are right in our lives. So um, we're going to read from Philippians, the end of Philippians, and, uh, and we're going to look at this for a few minutes this morning. Uh, I want to say welcome to our online family that's joining us today, and uh, it's growing all the time, and those watching... Uh, via podcast download later and the great church in Berkeley Springs uh, that is joining us as well. It's good to be with you this morning. Philippians. This is, uh, we're gonna talk this morning about inputs and outputs. Inputs and outputs. Philippians chapter four, verse four. Stand to your feet one more time in honor of reading the word. And then we'll be seated. Philippians chapter four, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Isn't that a good life? (laughs) Let your reasonableness. Don't we need more of that in our culture today? If you got labeled as a reasonable person, that would be amazing. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Come on. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Did you see that promise there? And the God of peace will be with you. Father, we thank you for your goodness today. Lord, we came here to be with each other, and more importantly, you. So we ask, Lord, as we lean into your presence and into your word, God, that you transform us, shape us, cause us to dream your dreams this morning. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, amen. You may be seated. Philippians is written at the end of Paul's life, he's imprisoned. And at the end of Philippians, I like when he says, In verse eight, finally, brothers, it's like the benediction. He's saying, he's saying, the peace of God will be with you. But finally, my last words to you are: think about certain things. Think about whatever is true. Think about whatever is. Think about holy things. Think. I need you to control what you think. I need you to focus on what you think. I need you to be in control of what you think. He, um, he's telling them that if they think a certain way and then practice what they've been taught, then the peace of God will be with them. He says, and the God of peace will be with you. Started thinking about dreams and how they happen. Not just dreams at night, not just dreams at night, but dreams like you want to accomplish something, like how does a dream even form? How does it, how do you sit here January, what are we, 8th, 15th, January 15th, 2023? Last week was a good week. Um, January 15th, 2023, how do we sit here and we start formulating things that we want to see happen in the future. I hope everybody in the building by the way is doing that. I hope you're always looking forward to a preferred future for yourself and for your maybe for your family or your business or your job or whatever whatever it is. But I hope you I hope you go through the practice of 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 doing that dreaming thing. It's an important it's an important thing. It's a motivator in your life. It's a it's a thing that will It's a thing that will determine things you do during the day. It'll determine what time you go to sleep and what time you wake up. It'll it'll determine where you put your money. It'll determine a a whole bunch of things. It may determine what kind of car you drive, what type of house you buy. It may determine who you marry. You better have a dream before you get married because you're going to get assigned one after. That's a joke. But listen, if you have a dream before you get married, you can make sure you're marrying the right dreamer. Because at some point in time, it may be a dream that's what's keeping you together. Everybody in here is acting like they don't know what I'm talking about. It's, it's an important thing. So how does, it, how does it happen? How do we dream the right dreams? How do we know that we're dreaming the right dreams? How do we know that That our ambitions in the future are what they should be. In the technical world, which I've spent a little bit of time over the years um, doing different things like that. In the technical world, you have this thing of inputs and outputs. Like a video signal, like a like a like an audio signal, like, like this microphone right here is a thing that I can that it will accept an input of my voice, and then wirelessly it goes to somewhere. And it goes to an input on the, on, the, on the soundboard in the back there. And then the output of that goes to these speakers. So there's an input, and then there's an output. And the input controls Everything. So I can't say something into this mic and then act like I didn't say it because the input is controlling what comes out of the speakers. I can't. I. I. I it, it, the input determines everything. The quality of what comes out of the speakers. The, 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 the. Everything about it is is determined by what I put into it. And so Paul in Philippians chapter four is saying what you think about, what you put into it. Is, is some of the most important things. So that's why he goes on this long sentence of, hey, if you're going to think about stuff, think about the really, really good stuff because that's the input into your life. Paul knew that the input determines everything. So he said, think about these things. True, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. Think about these things. Now, I want us to do a little exercise. Close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. Everybody, I, I'm not closing my eyes. I can see. Your, I can see whether you are or not. Close your eyes now. Think about throughout your day. Try to try to come up with a percentage, maybe. According to this list, maybe how much of your thoughts line up with one of the, the descriptors on this list? Throughout my day, throughout. Let, let's give it 12 hours of activity, 14 hours of activity, maybe, and let's say. How much of what you think about is true? How much of what you think about is honorable? Mm, it just eliminated all the TikTok. How much is just? How much is pure? That just eliminated Netflix. How much is lovely? That just eliminated all the news. How much is commendable? Excellent, worthy of praise. When we start thinking about, okay, you can open up your eyes now. When you start thinking about what we are inputting into our lives and we compare them to that list it's 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 difficult, isn't it, to hold them up side by side and go, "Oh yeah, when I watch the news, it's it's commendable. Mm-hmm. Typically it's not. When I turn on the streaming service, it's it's honorable. Typically it's not. When I get on social media, it's pure And so, what we struggle with is the inputs. We struggle with the input. Paul's saying, Control the input, control the input, control the input. Colossians 3:3 If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden in Christ with God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will also appear with him in glory. So he's saying, you've been made new, you've died to your old self, now think like somebody that's new. Set your minds on things above, not on the things of the earth. Because at the end of the day, you you can't keep the same inputs and expect a different output. So some of the problem is, some of the problem is we start reading scripture And we see what our life's producing, and we align it up with Scripture. We go, my life is not producing what Scripture says it should produce. And so what we try to do is we try to manipulate the output. We'll get to that in a second. And we forget that the input controls everything. The input is what controls everything. So at the end of the day, godly dreams come from godly inputs. Godly dreams come from godly inputs. Inputs, look at your neighbor, tell him that. Godly dreams only come from godly inputs. So, is there a camera? Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to demonstrate something for you. Oh, yeah. Caden's got this lovely camera. I'll try not to drop here. So this is a really neat camera because, um, I don't know. But it's it's. I think it's got wireless video on this. This is crazy, isn't it? It's like an iPhone. Wireless video. So it's got wireless video. And this camera is connected to a thing in the back that's connected to another thing in the back. It's connected to another thing in the back. And they route it through NASA. And I don't know what they're doing with this thing. So here's the thing. I'm going to show you some wizardry this morning because this is all wireless. Okay? So this is the input mechanism for a video signal, input mechanism is high definition. How many K is it? Two, one, half, I don't know, four. Uh, high definition. This has got state of the art wireless satellite transmission. And, um, and so, what we could do is on this screen behind me, I'm gonna fire it up. Look, look at that. That's so, cool. so, what we could do is, um, there's, wait, wait a second, can I zoom in anymore? How do we do this? Um so I was trying to get Justin waving at me right there. Wave for the crowd, Justin, right there. Alright, there he is. Okay. So it's crazy, right? Like this is whoa. It's crazy. It's not the best selfie camera you've ever used, but but it's nice. Okay. So here's the thing. This is the input. It's crazy. It's the input. And there's a little thing here that this little cable is very important. And if I disconnect this cable, then the input stops, which causes the output to cease as well. Are you following me? There's no, way, there's no way I can, the only way I can fix it is to, is to reconnect the cable. Oh, I don't know which port it was supposed to go into. Is this a thing? Oh, there we go, okay. Everybody gets lucky every now and then. Um, are you following me? As crazy as this setup is, With the wireless and the thing and the camera and the whole nine yards and take it anywhere you want. If this cable gets disconnected, there is no more output. It just doesn't, it can't happen. There's still a connection between the camera and the wireless thing. And if it wasn't wireless, this thing would go all the way back to a video switcher and the cable. And it has to be plugged in. It has to, there has to be a route for the input to, to, to determine the output. Everybody see that? All right. Thanks, Caden. Oh, we're still on. Let's get Caden. There he is. <laughs> Wave, Caden. <laughs> Good job. Only this side of my face. Here's where we've made the most, the biggest mistake ever. Because, because sometimes... Can I help you out as your pastor? I want to help you out right now. Because some of you are chasing dreams that when you get to the end of them, you're going to be sorely disappointed. I'm just telling you this. I've been at the end of some people's dreams, and when they got there, they went, it's not what I thought. It's not what I thought. It's not what I I expected. I was chasing the money, and when I got it all, it wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be. I've sat beside those people. I was chasing the fame. I was chasing popularity. And when I got there, it wasn't as exciting. It wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be. When they got what they wanted, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Because everybody that gets to the end of that, I hope you understand me this morning. Because what was the, what was the lottery again? $1.6 billion? $1.6 billion? Didn't even, I didn't even buy a ticket this time. Whatever. That if you get $700 million, it will not bring peace into your life. If you think becoming being married will bring peace into your life. That wasn't even a joke. If you think so what we do is we set these things up in our heads as our goals, and we go, well, if I could just have that, it would, be, it would make my life totally different. If I could just achieve this, it would make my life totally different. It would complete me. It would do all these things. And so what we try to do is instead of manipulating the input to get the right output, we try to manipulate the output. when our dreams don't line up with God's word when we get to the end of a dream and it's not what we thought it was going to be we blame somebody else it was their fault the marriage didn't work it was it was their fault that the money didn't make me happy it wasn't it, it was it was somebody else's fault it was somebody else's thing you know all this it's somebody it's all somebody else's fault and if that doesn't work we'll blame God we'll say things like how could you do this to me when we get to the end of what we wanted We'll say, God, how could you do this? And I think God's looking down at me a lot of times saying, bro, you asked for it. So the input determines everything. But the output indicates what your input is. All right, so watch this. The output is, a, is an indicator if your input's working or not so here's what happens you start to look at your life and you say and you say hey things aren't working out man things aren't I'm chasing this thing and it's just not fulfilling as soon as you figure it out is the time to make the adjustment not to knuckle down so we get to a place in our life where we start figuring out that it's not working, that it's like, hey, there's something off, there's something, there's no peace in my life. I don't understand. I've got everything I want, and there's still no peace in my life. That doesn't, that's not an indicator to chase more of what you want. But we've been we've been taught just to double down on bad ideas. Well, if you just keep going for it, it'll work out sooner or later. No, 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 no. For me, I started figuring out I gotta change the input. If I want the output to change So if the dream I'm chasing Is unfulfilling And I've chased some Once I figure that out I don't manipulate the unfulfilling part I change the input I change the input I get to the end of it And I go God that's not what I expected And he says You were chasing that Instead of chasing me Mm-hmm. And I go, oh well. Mm. And so then I find my thought process, and I go back to Philippians chapter four, and I say, Have I been putting the right inputs into my mind? Have I been putting the right inputs into my mind? Now, now there may be a whole bunch of you who say, Chris, my dreams, my dreams are pure and holy, and they're straight from God, and I'm clapping when you say, Yeah, yeah. But I doubt it. <laughs> because we're inundated in life with bad inputs. Can we be honest? Somebody say amen. We're inundated with life with bad inputs. Every time we turn around, it's a bad input. Every time we turn on the TV, every time we turn on the, the, the every time we look at our phone, every time it's just It inundates us with bad inputs. And so if we're inundated with bad inputs, I have to believe most of our outputs can be be troublesome if we're not careful. And so Paul's calling the Philippians going, Hey, be careful with this. You have to have the right inputs in your life. If you're going to have peace, you have to have the right inputs. So here's what I want for you. I want you to have dreams that ultimately bring you the peace of God. Amen? Now... Can we clarify something? That does not mean the dream will not be challenging and difficult. Paul's in prison when he writes this. So get it out of your head that, that, man, if God's with me, then everything will be easy because that ain't the way it works. There are green pastures and valleys of the shadow of death, and they all come along in our lives. The dreams God gives us are immensely challenging because he says when we are weak, He is made strong. And so we find out how much how much strength He has for us, sometimes in our weakest condition. So the dreams He has for us will be absolutely challenging. But here's the, at the end of the day when I look at the output, the output of my dream will be unbelievably God-honoring. Amen? So you say, Chris, are you telling me not to try to make a lot of money? No, 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 no. no. I want you to be filthy rich. Bet you never heard a pastor say that before. I want you to be wealthy, but I want you to be wealthy with the right inputs. Amen? I want you to be wealthy with a God-sized dream. I want you to be wealthy where where the output is unbelievable because the input was godly. I want you to have a plan of what you're going to do with it. I want you to have a plan to bring peace I want you to have a plan that, that God is directing that, those finances. I remember um, I remember Beth and I, almost 10 years ago, had this dream. And um, I got to say, at the time, wouldn't you say at the time? I think at the time, it was a godly dream. And we were praying about it. And, and it did have to do with finances and work and all that type of stuff. And we were, we were praying. We were praying, God. If you make if you make this possible, this is what we'll do. Da, 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 da. And we were having this conversation with God about it. And He made it possible, and then it all fell apart. <laughs> and I was like, God, this is a strange way to do this. You know what God was teaching me? He was teaching me to spend more time on the input, not the output. He said, Chris, I don't know if you're ready for the output yet because your inputs are still a little bit squirrely. So he took me through about a six-year process of figuring out that I had the right inputs. And then he could be confident about my output. Now, now we need to get into this thing a little bit about outputs because watch. Our society is teaching us not to change the inputs but to manipulate the output. We're being taught not to change the input. You shouldn't filter anything. You should, you should be able to look at whatever you want, read whatever you want, be a part of whatever you want, think about whatever you want. And then when the output gets squirrely, you just manipulate the output to make it look good. Anybody ever use a filter? Like, I think it's cool to get a social media filter that takes off 50 pounds. I think that would be a great thing in In maybe ten years, maybe twenty for some of you, we don't have to change the input. That means I can, as I did last night, eat a cookie in a um, little frying pan. what are those called a, a little a little a little cookie mounted up with ice cream. In a, hot skittle, skillet, skillet, in a hot skillet and a hot skillet, and eat it until I feel like I'm going to go be with Jesus. <laughs> Anybody else? Last night, just want to go ahead and confess so we can all get it cleaned up. But what I don't want is to wake up the next morning and have difficulty with the output. I should have chose those words different. <laughs> no, like I don't want to wake up the next morning and feel blowed. I don't want to wake up the next morning and go, well, you're going to have to reach into the jeans from two years ago now because none of this stuff fits. And I don't want to wake up in the sweater bulge. I don't want to do all that stuff because I want the input that I want and I want the output that I want, and I don't want them to be connected to each other. And, and when they are, I just want to get to the end and manipulate the output. So I'm going to wear a baggy shirt and a jacket. <laughs> because I ate four pounds of cookie and ice cream last night, and I couldn't help myself. And that's what I had to do because it was in front of me, and it was a goal. Of... And this is all funny and a joke, but we're becoming masters of manipulating the output. I'm old enough to remember Millie Vanilli. I remember as a teenager going, who could do that? And now as an adult, I'm asking the opposite question. Who isn't doing that? Because what our society has become good at is not the inputs, not saying, God, I need a dream from you. God, I need to make sure that everything that's coming into my life is feeding the dream that you're putting in me. No, we feed ourselves whatever we want to feed ourselves. Then when we get out here and it's not godly, we go, I'm going to just wrap it up a little bit nicer so that people think it's godly. I'll only do this in front of certain people. I'll only say this in front of, I'll only do this. So now I'm just modifying my behavior. I'm, I'm, I'm tweaking the output to make the input look better. But here's the thing, you can only do that so long. Once the signal gets so corrupted, it's going to produce what it produces. The Instagram filter is only going to fix so much. The filter only fixes so much. And when we get to the point where the filter doesn't fix it anymore, then what do we do? Our society is overwhelmed with the reality of what we created. Think about it. We're so anxious. We're depressed. Why? Why? Because the output isn't what we thought it was going to be. I spent all this time and energy and effort and all this stuff, and now I got to the output part. I'm like, well, that's not bringing me joy. That didn't make peace come into my life. I don't understand now. And then we paint it up and we filter it. We do all these things and we manipulate it. And then we're still broken. We're still without peace. And Paul said to the Philippians, If you will fix the input, the dream, then will be pure. The output will be pure. And what comes with a pure output? Peace into your life. Peace into your life. Paul to talk to the Corinthians about manipulating the output. He says, I wish in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I wish you could, would bear with me a little foolishness. Do bear with me. For I feel a divine jealousy for you since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. He's like, I'm the one that introduced you to Jesus. He said, I'm, but I'm afraid that as a, the serpent has deceived Eve by cunning. Your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. He's saying the input is going to get messed up if you're not careful. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. He's saying, don't do that. Don't fix the input. Don't just take anything in. And then when you move to verse 13, he says this. For such men are false prophets, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves did you make the same connection I did? He said, these people are not fixing the input. They're manipulating the output to make themselves look like followers of Christ. They're calling themselves apostles. They're, they're, they're elevating themselves to the same level as Paul, but they've got rotten, satanic inputs. And now when they get in front of you, they clean it all up to make themselves look good. He said, but I'm telling you, if you listen to that mess... You're going to end up in the same place. That's where it's going to take your dreams. That's where it's going to to take your ambitions. That's where it's going to take your hopes. And what happens when you get to the end of that? It's not peace. It's not hope. It's not joy. It's not fullness of life. I want to say this to you this morning. A dream from God does not need our manipulation. A godly dream does not need you to manipulate it. It just means we need to obey him. Amen? We need to obey. So we're going to wrap up with this. Just like that camera. When I pointed that camera certain places, I could dictate what showed up on the screen. I I could dictate it. But here's the problem. I had to be looking at the output to make sure I was getting the right input. Do you understand that? Now, that camera did have a little screen on the side of it that is an output. Whatever comes in, comes out on the screen. I can look at the screen and tell where I'm pointing the camera. So we have to, as believers, we have to sit down every now and then and go, hey, what am I chasing? What's a dream in my head right now? What's the output? And if it's pointing in the wrong direction, maybe I need to change the direction of the camera. If it's, if it's pointing at the wrong thing, I need to change the direction of the camera. I don't just hold it there hoping that the video changes. No, I change it. Come on, anybody stubborn in the building? Can we talk to a couple stubborn people just one-on-one here? Act like nobody else in the building. Listen to me. Listen to me. I think she would agree. I'm... Um, mm. A little bit stubborn at times. Listen to me when I tell you this: working harder at a bad thing doesn't make it good. Doubling down on a bad thing does not ever make it good. Trying harder does not make it good. The only thing that does is changing the input. So if you take an assessment of your life this morning, say, hey man, how do my goals line up to this? How do do my dream, how does my dream for the future line up with God's word? How does it? Is it in line? Is it off to the side here? Is it selfish? Is it just about me? Is it just about achieving more and getting more? Is it just about, which listen, I'm not saying, I'm not saying all that stuff's bad. I'm just saying, do you have the motivation of Christ in it? Do you have the right inputs? Have you have you walked away from the culture enough to say this is God's will for my life? So if you're looking at the output, if you're looking at the end of it going, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, don't double down on it, go back to the source. Where did it come from? How did I get that idea? Go back to scripture. Maybe for some of you start reading it for the first time. I I promise you, if you're dreaming without the word of God, it might not turn out well. Go back to scripture and say, Lord, I need to, I need you to I need you to show me through your word, Lord, either what I'm trying to do is right or I need you to adjust it. But I want the right input. I want to make sure I got the right input because I can't afford to get to the end of this and have the wrong output. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. Listen to me. Listen to me, parents. Please listen to me. Our kids are not a petri dish to figure out how to chase our dreams. Our marriages are not a petri dish to figure out if we can find our dreams. It's a... God is trusting us to get the right inputs and not play around with our kids. But say, listen, kids. Hey, listen. Listen. The most godly thing you could do is dream a God-sized dream. And your parents want to show you how to do that. And so the most important thing you could do is get God-sized inputs into that dream. And what your parents are going to do is make sure you know how to do that. What that looks like. We're willing to adjust. We're willing to we're make a difference. We're willing to go, hey, look, this isn't this isn't godly. We're going to adjust the input. We're going to change our life. We're going to change the system because this is not something to play around with. And my fear is in our generation, we're playing around with it as a church. And when our kids get 18, 20 years old, we go, well, the output didn't work that well. No, we have to learn to change the input. We have to learn to change it. And there's a whole culture and generation coming up behind us that are begging us to change the input because there's no peace in their lives. There's no hope. There's nothing. And the church has the ability. We have the dream maker on our side. We have the dream giver on our side. And all he's saying to us this morning is, hey, listen, I need you to manage the input. I need you to manage what's going in. I need you to manage what you hear, what you read, what you see, what you allow into your life. Because it affects everything. And there's no chance that God wants us to get to the end and go, well, it didn't work out. Well, it didn't. nothing came of it. Well, just no peace for me. No, the God of peace is offering us peace right now. He's offering it to you. He's offering it to your children, to your grandchildren, over and over and over. And he's saying, hey, just adjust the input. Just adjust the input. Stand to your feet. I'm going to leave you with this, this scripture. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. There's no in between, he says, for the tree is known by its fruit. So now Jesus is talking to religious people and he says, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person, out of his good nature, why? Because he's inputted good things into himself brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil nature brings forth evil. Church, we have to learn to deal with the inputs. If we're going to dream God-sized dreams, if we're going to dream godly dreams, we have to change what's coming in. We have to start this week. We have to do next week. We have to fast and pray. We have to cleanse ourselves, and we have to say, God, I want your input into my life so that this dream honors you. Amen? Come on, can we pray that way this morning? Maybe you're doing an assessment sitting right here and you're going, man, I'm maybe chasing the wrong thing. Just lift that up to God. Give him permission. Give him permission that He's not going to just rip it out from your hands. Give him permission. Say, Lord, if I'm not chasing the right thing, Lord, I pray that you give me the power to change the input. Let me know this morning, God. Lord, give me the strength to compare it to your word and be honest with myself. Lord, for my kids, for my family, for my future. Lord, give me the ability to change the input, Lord, and have peace as the output, the dream that you've given. Thank you for it this morning, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, church, can you give him praise and honor today? Thank him. Listen, don't walk away from this quickly. Every day this week, challenge the inputs into your life and see what the output has given you. Amen?